Even like Jesus walks. I'm an atheist, but like at the time, I'm like, yo, I'm like, this shit is crazy. No one's rapping about fucking Jesus. Were you rapping along? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Shout out to Rhymefest. Oh, Lord, Jensen made another one. Yo, what's up, everybody? I'm your host, Brandon Jinx Jenkins, and welcome back to another episode of the Rap Caviar Podcast, only on Spotify. Today, we're selling the question of who sits on rap's Mount Rushmore for the 2000s. And to discuss, I got a couple of friends with me. So first up, on the radio all across the nation with the Bootleg Kev Show and the host of the Bootleg Kev Podcast, is Bootleg Kev. What's up, man? Also here, we got host, journalist, director. You've seen him on Complex. You've seen him everywhere. Pierce Simpson. My brother, what's up, man? What's up, man? It's good to see you again. I haven't seen you in years. It's been a minute. We're getting it right. Yeah, man. And of course, you guys know we had to bring in creative director and head of urban music at Spotify, Carl Cherry. What's the word? Guys, rap Mount Rushmore? That's kind of crazy, right? Like we 2000s? Re- 2000s. A so little it's, bit it's different. 2010 count. That's a great no. question. No, okay. Okay. That's fine. Because that's when my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy came out, so I just got to ask. <laughs> So look, even if you've never actually visited the Bigger Than Life tourist attraction or can't name any of the presidents etched into its stone, I'm not even going to ask you guys which presidents are there. Um, you know what we're talking about when we say Mount Rushmore of rap. It was last year when Rap Caviar tweeted out who was on the Mount Rushmore of rap in the 2010s. You all went crazy with your responses. But now we're switching things up just a little bit and turning our attention to one of the favorite eras of rap music, the 2000s. So with that said, who was on the rap Mount Rushmore 2000s? We will get to. It's not 2010. But, Carl, I want to talk to you first. Um, when you guys do Rap Mount Rushmore, I think the first thing most people notice is there's three spots already taken. Yep. Those spots etched in stone, are they suggested? Why do you guys go with the three? <laughs> Simply to spark conversation. When we did it with the 2010s, I think we just knew that there were three spots that were solidified, right? Like, mm-hmm. part of the narrative in that decade was Kendrick, Cole, and... Um, and Drake being joined at the hip and forming a big three. It's, it's, it's a saying. Like, we talk about the big three all the time. So, yep. all right, if we're going to have a four, we know who the first three are. Yeah. But we don't know who the fourth one is. And so with this one, 2000s, if I'm not mistaken, right now it's Jay, Kanye, and Wayne. Yes. That one was a little different because... There's no there, big three. There's clear. no big yeah. three. So we, we went back and forth, like, you know, with the team internally... And granted, also, all these four spots, they are, are considered equal. There's not really a ranking that happens with these, right? Like, it's four people that were just throwing in there together as a group. Yep. When you guys hear Jay, Kanye, and Wade, does that feel right to you? Or is there one person you feel like is kind of maybe shouldn't be there? Or I feel like when you think of Wayne, Jay, and, uh, and Kanye, that just seems perfect for the 2000s. They really encapsulated the 2000s and dominated in all facets, in my opinion. I also feel like when I look at that list, I think the first ones that make sense to me, and probably just the way I'm thinking about rap, is that Wayne and Kanye feel like really shoo-ins, right? Like, I think about Wayne really bubbling, like, mid-2000s and really running it up for those five years, sure. right? You think about Kanye, what, 02, 03, on? Yeah, I think uh, College Dropout was 04, 04, but he was producing and putting out, you know, mixtapes and... Starting to bubble, and they were, that was that great feeder system where, like, before somebody even gave an album, they're getting feature verses, they're starting to build a name, they're popping up in music videos, it tells more of a story, yeah. right? But um, Jay, it sounds crazy to even think about it. I'm not, I don't want the Rock Nation paper planes hats to come <laughs> for me, bro, I want to come to the brunch, I do. But I, when I think about Jay a lot of times, I think about him having 90s dominance, which is like it kind of bleeds over because he really pops up like late 90s, 96, 97, 98. And then in 2000s, we're watching what? It's like the whole what Blueprint era, Black Album era. Like it's a different kind of dominance happening. Yeah, if you think like Blueprint was 01, it was mm-hmm. September 11th. I, I, yeah. I feel like it was the intersection of his 
artistic gifts peaking and then the commercial su- success really peaking as well. It's, it's it, kind of intersected right there perfectly. It's also like, you're right, right? He started in the 90s. He became a superstar in the 90s. For sure. The 2000s is when we started referring to him as the GOAT. Mm. Right? That's, yeah. the, that's, that's the decade. Like, after the Black Album, I'm retiring. That's when you started hearing conversations about, oh, he's the greatest to do it. Right? He like, did take a break, right? Retired oh, for like three years, came back right, to Kingdom right, Come. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, in the middle of that. But if you think at the beginning of that time period, 01 is The Blueprint, which some people would say is his best album. Mm-hmm. 09, he got his first number one record on Billboard with Empire State. Facts. Which is crazy. crazy. That, that was his first number one ever. So at the like each end of that decade, he had like crazy success. You know what I mean? And then the Black Album's in between there. And I mean, Kingdom Come is, you know. We won't talk about that. There was some shit. But it's some, it's some heat on there as time goes on. The thing American is, Gangster was great. I think Kingdom Comes actually aged pretty well. Like, There's I think, some great beats on there. For sure. American great. Gangster. Yeah. American Gangster. Fucking American great. Gangster. It's like people don't think about that as Cannon Hove, but like that's that feels like it's one of his best. Because he got that. a chance to be like, all right, say I was dealing drugs again. You know? <laughs> like, yo, I'm going to be real with you, Jinx. I, I prefer the Black Album. Mm-hmm. I hear more people talk about American Gangster than the Black Album. People... Elev- they they revere that album. They do. They I know really a do. lot of people in my life personally yeah. who put that as like prime hove, like some of his best work. Over Black Album. I like to me, Blueprint and Reasonable Doubt are interchangeable. Yeah, I agree. There's no wrong opinion. Mm. And then, and then, and then every- it's the Black Album, right? That's how that's, I had that's it. what I thought it was. Yeah. I thought but- it was like Reasonable Doubt, uh, because of what it is, to do that in your first effort, fucking crazy. So Reasonable Doubt, then to me it's like Blueprint Black Album. I didn't know American Gangster could even be in his top three. But that's to me. I agree with you. But I've heard it. Like, I, I hear people talk about American Gangster in a way that's elevated, in a way that's on par with what I consider to be his top three. His top three. Yeah. Even, yeah. like, this, the albums that were, like, critically panned, I guess. Like, Blueprint 2 has some of the best Jay-Z shit ever. Yo, if you like, make that one album, it's Meet another parents, classic. Meet the Bro, Parents is, like, one of the classic. best storytelling records of I, all time. Volume 1 has some of his best records. Yeah. Yo, Show Me How at the very end of that is crazy. Um, Hovey Baby, like, it's him barring everybody up because he's like, I'm the best. And he's like, I'm just going to just rap because I want to rap. It's some of his best raps. And it's got, like, chest out Hove for an entire album. Meet the Parents is crazy. Meet the Parents is so If he had stuck crazy. that on Black Album or Blueprint, like... You should make a movie out of that. So I feel like I kind of start off, I wasn't... Hove, I wasn't questioning you. <laughs> Sounded like you were. The Black Suburban's about to pull <laughs> up. Clean that up. Hey. <laughs> it's also very bold of me to assume just, Hove, I know you're watching this, so that's fine. But to me, it's like, when you think about those accolades, he was able to jump through an era and still sit at the top mm-hmm. after taking years off, right? Like those, weren't, those weren't a few years. He took years off. What year was that? 2003? To- 2006 he was only doing features right like uh go crazy exactly some with ross maybe whatever I mean, was, so the hustle remix with yeah, ross, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. that was like def jam president era exactly he was he just was getting signing er- rihanna and def exactly. jam south he was like if uh, I'm, all I'm, falls down yeah, yeah. i mean when you uh, think about that also in that window who sneaks in it's kanye and it's wayne both of those people occupy that spot right but also in credit to Hove and just how you mentioned entering that GOAT status, he was very top of mind for those two other artists as well. Whether it was Wayne saying I'm the best rapper alive mm-hmm. on the Carter Two, or, you know, of course, we know the history with Kanye and, yeah. and Hove. You know, Hove's presence and what Hove meant to the game, I felt like were fuel for both Kanye and Wayne to just assert their dominance. Which in is that so crazy because you think about how quickly you can become the best and like, to think about Hove's years, we're talking about like really like 96 or 97 to 2001, 2002. That's a crazy window to become the best, right? Like not like second best or like after, like to become the best or the mm-hmm. biggest rapper. 
But, um, you know, we also have to look at the accolades of Kanye and um, Kanye and Wayne, right? Yeah. I think we should get to Kanye first. He pops up earlier than him. Uh, Kanye enters that era as essentially starts the era unknown, essentially, mm -hmm. right? 2000s. He does not, he doesn't look like, he's not Wayne, who already has like a starting of a career. He's not Jay-Z, who's Jay-Z. I think Kanye, and I might be wrong here, but I feel like he covered the most ground yeah. in that era to put him there. I remember getting the XXL uh, after the Blueprint came out, and they had an article, and this is the first time I saw what Kanye looked like. It was like just an article about him and Just Blaze. Mm -hmm. And it was just from a, like, he's a producer. Yeah. And no one knew how to say his fucking name. Kane, yes. Kane West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But um, yeah. Magazines. <laughs> right. There's some right there. I just picked one up. I was like, I haven't held one of these. You're like, oh, this wild. is crazy. This Paper, is ink. Oh, shit. But yeah, I mean, you think about what Kanye's accolades are. Like, let's go through it. In 10, you want to say 2000 to 2009? I'm trying to think how many albums that is. Four. Four albums. The last one would have been College uh, Dropout, graduate, uh, yeah. Graduation, Late Registration, 808. It's a crazy run in four years. It's four classics. It's crazy. Also produced the blueprint, half, I mean, fucking a lot of it, which is one of the greatest rap albums ever. And, and then fix. followed up with a big record fix, on Jesus. Gifted a Curse with Bonnie and Clyde. Bro, like that. I mean, and what he was doing in that time, also in this same year, it sounds weird to mention, kind of dropped like fucking sneakers and was like popping off. Like, it has nothing to do with like actually rapping. But I forget that his whole career really happened in that era. Like, that's such a huge leap, right? And like, he was in his bag as a producer Absolutely. for that whole time. Because you remember, like, Kanye had College Dropout and Late Registration out, but if you didn't have a Kanye West beat on your fucking album, like, Bro, what, he, what? At, at the top of the era, he jumped from, like, uh, what was it? He jumped from, like, Alicia Keys and yes. John Legend and... To the game uh, with the documentary. To the game. Yo. So, dilated Peoples. Like, dilated Peoples this I, way, baby. I, I, Bro. I, I swear the timeline in the, in the Genius documentary was messed up. The runway to Kanye really popping as a solo artist was him having Through the Wire producing, um, having slow jams, because it came out as a twisted single first. Mm -hmm. So that's the number one. And then producing stand-up for Ludacris Ludi, yep. and Alicia Keys. All of that was happening at the same time. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. That's, that's like that 02, 03 window? Yeah, 03 yeah. going into 04. Yeah. Out of who did what in that era in those 10 years, Kanye maybe had done the most, right? We're thinking about just hip-hop stuff, yeah. like production, performing, scaling up his career, starting his career, essentially in that decade. And then we got to jump to Wayne. How about this? Like, I don't think we remember, like, the fact that there was an artist who wore polo button-ups and rapped about working at the Gap was so crazy to me that, that, like... That that was crazy. I was like, damn, this is someone who's, like, a normal dude who's yeah. not talking about all this crazy ill shit. And it was so foreign at the time. Which is crazy to think how much we've come... Yeah, How because now that's like, but like, think about that. Like, nobody was dressing in tight pants and fucking pink polos and shit. No one was rapping about their job. No one was rapping <laughs> about know? working at the mall. Because there was a certain relatability. Like, that Spaceship is like, what the fuck? Like, it's crazy, bro. Yeah, like, there's more of us than fucking gangsters. Yeah. <laughs> it's so Even like Jesus Walks. I'm an atheist, but like, at the time, I'm like, yo, <laughs> so I'm like, this shit is crazy. No one's rapping about fucking Jesus. Were you rapping along? <laughs> Of course. <laughs> Shout I'm going to I'm, I'm give this church thing a, give it a try. What are you about to say, Pierce? 
that was quite the one-liner. But like, yeah. it, it, the thing with Ye, much like you mentioned with the relatability, is the fact that he was able to have that relatability, but then you can see the hardest gangsters and people that we may have looked to, I don't want to say fear, but like the Beanie Seagulls or the Hoes, and they embraced him. Yep. And you're like, oh, okay, there's something about just being authentically yourself mm -hmm. that can translate to fans and then people carry that in their lives. Do you guys have a favorite Kanye song or beat? They could be the same thing or they could be separate from that era. In the window? From that era? Yeah, from that, that window. You can change it I, right after this episode, I, I but in know. this moment. I don't know about song. I think, gun to my head, I have to listen to one Kanye beat for the rest of my life is Guess Who's Back from Scarface. I just love that fucking beat. I actually need to literally pull out my phone to triple check that I'm correct about this. I don't know. I'm thinking like two words, never let me down. Think about this. What else did Kanye West do that seemed fucking crazy at the time? How crazy is it that when College Dropout came out, it was so not normal to hear someone like most deaf on a song with someone like freeway yeah that yep, was foreign yep, as fuck yep. and like freeway went on to have like a fucking crazy indie fucking rap career doing crazy. a lot of boom bap ill shit with like you know jake one and shit but like when he put out that record it was like he's like bringing two worlds together that weren't ever really far apart and, but and like they, from they, our perspective they were and they were in hip-hop this is like this is before he gets in he's bringing stuff outside of hip-hop to hip-hop this is all this is like in First year, first, that's like, that's a crazy rookie year. No, it's crazy. It's His influence is crazy because there used to be separation, right? Like, like they, they wouldn't say it, but they who, is, so who separately is the who's talking about on what they do? Bro. Right? Jay like, said it if if he wanted to be lyrically be Talib Kweli. Like, he, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was separate. I mean, yo, they were marketed separate. They used to be on separate countdowns. You'd go to VH1 for some of that rap. You'd have to watch that rap in the morning, right? It was all segmented differently. And Kanye said, but what if we put it all together? Yeah, yeah. It, and to be honest, I think the relationship was adversarial to a certain extent. Like, yeah, like, like they oh, y'all talking about that real hip hop shit? Y'all don't sell any records? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you not saying shit just because? Like, I was talking about Black Thought and how he's um on, on uh things fall apart. He has a song saying um y'all ain't saying nothing new. Yeah, so wait, yeah, are you yeah, not yeah. saying anything new just because of the subject matter? So you're saying that if you're talking about money, cash, hoes, you're not like saying nothing new. Because there's rappers that just rap about how good they are at rapping all the time. But oh it was God. that tension, right? It was like, let me say you're not saying nothing new to you. Yeah, exactly. you feel that way. Exactly. Favorite Kanye beats or song? Oh, okay. I'm going to do a little different since y'all picked Kanye beats that he like rapped on specifically. I or, think. or either one. Like it could I, be a beat he made or a song he rapped on or maybe he did the beat and did the rap. I think what showed his just like true versatility is just like his artistry in general is You Don't Know My Name beat for Alicia Keys. Oh, just how that rang off. How that dominated the charts. That's, how that's still timeless to this day. That's still my favorite Alicia Keys record. It's incredible. Man. Same. Same. It's incredible. And to do all that while you're working on College Dropout and yeah. rapping yourself to provide a beat like that for Alicia... Man, come on. That beat is phenomenal, bro. Yeah, I don't know. Late Registration is my favorite Yay album, so... Special project. Just that as like a body of work, it's like hard for me to... It's it's still... I think one of my we favorites... Favorite... Con Yo... So what? So what? We major. Oh yeah. Oh man. That might have just changed mine because I had one of my favorite Kanye beats. He didn't rap on is nothing like it with Beanie Siegel. Like mm. it's just, it's it makes Beanie become the best Beanie he is. Like that's like the best. If you want to describe who Beanie Siegel is, it's that record. Uh, but if I had to think of, we majors crazy. Um, I'm still really crazy. Like I remember when I heard Flashing Lights, I thought that was the future. I was like, this is like alternative. It, it didn't feel like no rap I had ever heard. Flashing Lights was like, that song was crazy when it first dropped. It, it, flashing like he's popping in like searches or whatever. I don't know if it's on TikTok or yeah. whatever, but I've been I, I've been revisiting that song lately. 
and it's aged beautifully. Oh yeah, it's almost like wait, this song came out. 15 that, years ago? It doesn't make that's sense. The, that's the crazy part like Graduation. It's like you listen to that album and like some songs from that era like 07, 08 sounds very much like 07, 08. Yeah, yeah. they don't age well. But that Graduation, just that whole run that kind of you mentioned like the four or five classics is just undeniable. All Music those, timeless. that whole run, like we can talk, I, I, one week, I want to get to Wayne too really quickly but like out of the three of them, I'm gonna just say right now, I think he's his music's aged the best yeah. and it was the most different. I think like, Kanye, I mean look, I think it's safe to say he's like if he doesn't have the best discography in hip hop history, he's like top three. I mean, a, oh, it's consistency. I, I'm not prepped enough to want to. That feels like it's him. It's Hove. It's I mean, who Outcast. else? Outcast. But I mean, but even Outcast, like Idlewild, was like a hey, hey, free content for for Spotify and Rap Caviar. <laughs> Listen, the, they need to break down the best three album run because there's a lot oh, of artists. Well, now now it's it's three. But there's also now you got guys inching towards four. Yeah, college dropout, late registration, and graduation. He has five, bro. I know. Then we can go to eight oh eight, and we can go to my beautiful in a row fantasy. with no interruption. No, no it's dud. crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's him and, and listen, by the way, no one by the way, five. by the way, Yeezus is fucking incredible. So yeah, six. Oh, I'm so, on. A, I mean, I'm, I'm just on a, saying. I'm on the Yeezus. Yeezus changed it's, music to me. It's aged well. I'm on the Yeezus bandwagon. Me too. I'm fucking riding it. I fucking. <laughs> I probably listen to Yeezus like as like. More than Blood on the Leaves is crazy. Oh, it's so good. Crazy. I still don't think any of his music is bad. What, I don't what, think Ye's bad. I don't think what, Jesus. What, is... In your opinion, what was a bad album though? I'm just curious. Technically, okay. His first bad album is Ye. I don't think Ye's bad. Ghost Town I to me is okay. one of the best Ye songs. I think, songs. It, I think hmm. it's okay. Okay and bad are not the same thing. And he still and, and his lowest and his highest record on there, or even some his highest record is gonna be higher than anyone's high and his lowest. Listen, Ghost Town to me be. is like a perfect record, so I just I'm like, yo, if the, if if Ghost Town's on that project, it's good. And that's and the only seven <laughs> the whole project. <laughs> and that's the mark like, of greatness is like when you're being compared to yourself. Exactly. And that's the only reason some people say it's bad because you're comparing it to Jesus dropout. King to me. I mean, again, back to the atheist <laughs> thing. I was like, this is a bit much for me. Shout out to my guy Boogs. My guy Boogs killed a lot of the beats on there. But definitely, uh, Jesus is King was the first time that Kanye just totally missed me. But I think even those earlier ones, when you're listening to him, we forget he's doing the beats too. Yeah. That's crazy. That's and then even when we get to my Buford Artistic Fantasy, we're outside of the decade, right? So it doesn't really count for the discussion. Good Fridays too. Good Fridays. That's, that's, this An is all, era. This is oh happening in 10 years. I wish those would go on DSPs, man. Hey, let's figure that out. Carl, let's solve that. I requested it already. I'm serious. Um, let's get to Wayne really quickly. I remember the first time I heard a Wayne freestyle that made me realize there was a second version of Little Wayne. He was like, um, chef up in the kitchen, like, what the fuck is a sandwich? And I remember being like, it is Nuck if you buck. Yeah, that's about right. Bro, I remember hearing it and someone's like, that's Little Wayne. I was like, which Little Wayne? They was like, they're like, Little Wayne. I'm like, like Hot Boys Little Wayne? I didn't know that he had been cooking up all this time with the squad up tapes and everything. Squad up shit was dope. When he got into the what? I guess it was like he dropped Carter too. We dropped Carter, and everyone was like, whoa, okay, you can rap, and this feels like this like uh, really unique sound that you cooked up that felt like a growth of what you were doing Cash Money. But I feel like, to me, the moment Lil Wayne became Lil Wayne was like Carter too. Yeah, I mean, that was best rapper alive. Yeah. You know, Yeah, it changed for sure. And I feel like his accolades from that point on, he went on one of the craziest runs I think we've ever seen, maybe next to like Future. Wayne's Future wasn't selling out arenas across the country. No, tour. he was, and he wasn't doing that. The height Little Wayne was, and Little Wayne was doing everything from R and B features like tracks with Chris Brown to like mixtapes to, like uh, in radio we call it a uh, artist separation when you program like a station. Mm -hmm. And during that time, it was almost impossible to have artist separation with Little Wayne. The only people who were ever close was T Pain and 
Akon during their runs, where it was like, yo, this guy's on fucking everything. <laughs> when you like, say artist separation, what do you mean? So, like, like, if you were programming a radio station, traditionally, you wouldn't want to play, like... Like three Little two, Wayne songs? Uh, like a Little Wayne song too far away from another Little Wayne song. Oh. Just because you're kind of like, if, if someone who's listening, who's holding a meter doesn't like Little Wayne and you have like a shit ton of Little Wayne in a 30 minute block you might fuck up your listenership so yeah. you want to try to separate artists by like 15 to 20 minutes mm. and Little Wayne it was almost for a while it was very hard to do it's that it's like impossible you just go and yeah. go and go and that, had the biggest songs that window from Carter 2 to Carter 3 mm-hmm. like when like the, the, the Carter 3 was immediately announced so you knew it was coming but it kept getting delayed it kept yeah. leaking and he's doing features mm-hmm. and mixtapes and and let's be real, like, hasn't convinced everyone yet that he's the best rapper alive? Like, oh, a lot of naysayers. Like, this is a lot of resistance. This I is, may or may not have been one of those naysayers. Like, this, like, this is big. Wow. If you're not from the South, or even if you weren't a Little Wayne fan already, it was hard because people they had such a bias, right? East Coast bias, West Coast bias. They were like, I'm not, I'm not banging with that. That's the thing. I'm from the South, so <laughs> said, Wayne was like God down there. And then specifically too, my dad was a cash money. Like he loved cash money, so he introduced me to the Hot Boys, to Juvie. So you my, saw the whole evolution. So the first record I ever bought with my own money was like, The Block is Hot, mm-hmm. right? And being mad that I went to Walmart and it wasn't a cussing version. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Hey, yeah, by great, the way, dope fucking album. Great album. Yeah. So like when you say that second Wayne version, it caught me by surprise too because I'm like, oh, you weren't rapping like you, this. Yeah. Because you see the difference. And a lot of that was just maturity in itself and just finding himself, you know, and then, you know, other speculation. He was a child. Other right? speculation. Yeah, like yeah, an actual yeah, child. Yeah. But that peak that you mentioned from the Carter 2 to the Carter 3, I'm not sure another rapper has hit that type of peak. I think the, I think 50. the, the way I wish I could push back against it is I because... So. I think 50. 50 was huge. 50 was huge. But then I think Wayne came after and so he profited off of everything 50 had done. Like, the like because the rap audience just gets bigger every year. And 50, I don't think he did the features and got as wide as Wayne got. Like, Wayne was doing, like, R&B, Hooks, Bobby Valentino, motherfucking Chris Brown, and then still doing hardcore rap stuff and then doing, like, fun rap stuff. And he was just getting and bigger. And doing, like, a joint album he, that no he one... He wasn't turning anything <laughs> down. Nothing. Like, no. if, if, he did a whole we... project with Joel Santana that, by the way... Is amazing. The Can't Feel My Face shit was so good. I'm trying to think. I remember they kept talking about it and I was like, is this going to happen? Like a couple songs here and there pop up. Like Father Like Son album was fire. Yeah. Yeah. He had me waiting on Birdman music and shit. I was like, yo, (laughs) Birdman. That's that's in that window. Stunning Like My Daddy. What? That album is crazy. My Leather So Soft? Boy, listen. Like, what do you overvalue, right? Like, what, what means more to you? Because 50 did it primarily with one blockbuster album. Another one that's commercially successful but massacre. I like Massacre though I like Massacre I, I think Massacre but the consensus too. didn't like Massacre so it's like yeah. it's. I feel like it's a strike against and Bake for Mercy was hard Bake for Mercy yes oh, Bake, yes. yeah yes. Bake for Mercy was hard yeah. yeah yes I lost my train of thought but, <laughs> but, but they, they did it differently they yeah. did it differently so so to me like in terms and I know we're not debating who had the, the highest peak but mm-hmm. it's like alright what's more important to you because they, they the, the path they took is completely different like you're right 50 did features. A lot of them were G-Unit. Mm-hmm. Like, Wayne didn't turn anything down. And when we start no. listing those records Man. in that three-year span, Make It Rain, uh, uh, the Lloyd record, You, mm-hmm. like, the records start becoming Chris Brown records. Mm-hmm. Like Wayne was doing ridiculous. stuff with it. And you doing- can't discount the influence that Wayne has had on generations going forward. Facts. And then also, too, it's like that ball player that people don't want to go isolation against because they're fearful that uh, oh. you get embarrassed. Yeah. Wayne was taking people's records... And making a better record out of it. Bro, I remember he did, um, Oh, I Think They Like Me. 
And I was like, you know, it's like a snap record down south. It was a great crunk record. I was living in Shout Atlanta at the time. Franchise boys. Shout, Shout out to the franchise boys. Like Wayne was getting on records like that and taking Going over. Crazy, and it's like you just knew he was gonna you almost would pray that he just pick a beat that was fun to dance to in the club because he would turn it to a rap record. Like he was he was untouchable. But you're hitting on something. Like, there was wordplay, right? So he has you in a club reciting clever lyrics. Bro, <laughs> there's a world where now, even as a DJ, I'll play a record. Someone's like, oh, he's about to play this record because they think it's the more fun, kind of like era club record. And then the Wayne verse starts and they're like, yo. And they mm -hmm. forgot that he ran the mixtapes and made these mixtape records. I remember having like an iPod at this time and it was like, you couldn't buy, people weren't really buying music, but you were trying to get these records on your iPod. No, for sure. I had my iPod was loaded with, I mean, I, the Wayne shit to me, like that didn't come out officially was probably the best shit during that time period I, I agree I feel like dying I feel like dying oh is my, my favorite little Wayne song was it ever. the Carter Sessions the Bro. Carter yeah Jesus like the Drought 3 all those mixtapes and it was a you know in that run you saw him take direct aim at Hove maybe yeah. in just a completely competitive way which I'm sure it was but like Best rapper alive on the Carter too. He's like, I'm the best rapper alive. Yeah, like T.I. said I'm the king of the south Wayne said fuck that I'm, I'm the best, best rapper, rapper alive yeah, like living on earth when he took Hove returns from retirement with Show Me What You Got. Mm -hmm. And Wayne says, I'm going to wow. freestyle over this. Yeah, That's when everybody knew. It was like, oh, he's going straight at Hove's head right now. I think there's more rappers today, or there's more rappers at that point in time that was definitely like, if you look at the leakover effect, there's people who want to be Kanye in some ways. Not many people are trying to angle for the Hove angle. Um, I think there's more people that... Wayne had more disciples and sons come after him Facts. During his he rush. Had people wearing truck fit, and that shit was terrible. Man. <laughs> Do you remember that era? There truck was people fit. walking around with truck fit clothing. Like, yo, let me do the top, the they bottom. Said, yeah, hat. let's do it. Yeah, yeah. He said, yeah, yeah, let's do it. I didn't start dick for this, by the way. <laughs> I think, by the way, he put he put the, the nail in the coffin for his own clothing line with that lyric. It's like, yo, really? That for some truck fit? Yo. You got it. Sold it at Macy's. Um, I want to throw in here, so like we've gotten to this, but I you kind of hinted at it really quickly. What are the qualifications, especially if you're looking for a fourth spot, right? We've talked about, clearly, you have to be able to rap. We said that. All these guys are extremely good rappers. Um, success. Yeah, commercial success, for sure. You can't just be like, you know, you can't be on Mount Rushmore and not sell records. You can't be an underground darling or street favorite. Um, influence. Wild influence, whether they influence the next person on the list or people after them. I think there's also a bit of what they do that changes, they shift rap culture. Like, Hove brought scale... And even like when I think about like like a record like Annie's really crazy, yeah. mm. like it sort of solidified that sound. And granted, it's like that might be before the two thousand ninety eight, but like all right. So I'm trying to think what he did in two thousands. In but like soul sample, soul, soul sample, like, the whole blueprint, yeah, yeah blueprint, blueprint, black yeah. album, right? He put Kanye on birthing new talent. Um, so like if we looking at like a fourth spot, are there any other qualifications we need to be thinking about? Um, it's also there's a certain amount of presence in these eras. Even though Hove took three years off, remember it's like he was. What he did a double did a double album. He also had time. that double XL cover where he was like the president with LeBron and like Kanye. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. have that, and I still don't understand why LeBron was there or Foxy. Then everyone on the Rock is That's on the second not. cover. It's yeah. fucked up. Yeah. You said LeBron presence. was supposed to G in a radio at that um, time. Consistency, right? Like, consistency. Like, like how how much does your stuff hold up, right? And mm -hmm. and and we'll get to it, right? Because some of the contenders had high peaks, but then kind of dropped off. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and some were just kind of more consistent across the board. Facts. What matters more. But I do think consistency, like, I don't think you can be in a conversation if you had one moment, one peak, and then just dropped off. And that's where and it, you made, can't made, be in a conversation. it made it extremely tough to, like, come up with choices for this. Yeah, you can't have consistency yeah. and be at a baseline level. You can't be like, well, I was always rapping. It's right. like, nah, it's got to be good. People got to want it. 
Yep. Um, trying to think how the else. music age. You know, I think like we talked about Yay. Like, I've it, revisited it, it, the the, wait, the Carter Two recently, and I I really don't know if the Carter Two aged as great as we. I, were I, I, we go ahead and wrap this up. I think <laughs> I think the Carter Two is aged. I'm biased, but I think that shit is aged phenomenally. Wait, should how music aged be a factor if we're if we're canonizing it to yeah. these ten years? I've thought about that, but I think you have to think that way because it is music, right? I can see if it was like a sport where you can kind of just. But then it's but also then, if it was well, Mount we brought that up with Yay, right? Like Yay shit, like you said, like flashing lights now sounds fucking I think, crazy. I think it's hard to think of aging. It does matter, but it's like if we were aging the real Mount Rushmore, George Washington's ass would be off. That shit. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? That motherfucker yeah, would be fact. gone. So he's a slave's teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Like he's gotta go. Yo, my son to- like raised his hand in kindergarten and said, uh, "I heard George Washington." <laughs> my son's biracial, so <laughs> like he talked about how he had slaves' teeth in his mouth, and the teacher did not know what the fuck to do, and like talked to us, "Hey, um, Millennium knows a little bit." They called you afterwards, like, yeah. "Hey, do you have five? You yeah. got five minutes? <laughs> yeah, Can we chat real quick." Um, he's going against everything we've taught him. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I think aging does have uh, an effect. It has a factor because I think it's tough to look at someone because we have to pick them today, and if. If they've aged out completely, we think they're whack. It'd be hard to pick them. But I think if we start thinking about the next guys, the candidates that could be up here, I don't know if all their stuff's aged well, but I remember their runs. So I don't know if it's, I guess we can get into it, uh, start thinking about who are some of the, like, uh, who's a potential fourth face, right? I think it's, I think I really think there's only one right answer. And okay. to be the only white guy here and say Eminem, <laughs> Eminem sold more records than anyone in the decade. That's Damn. a fact. But it's not the only factor, right? But he rapped better lyrically, probably, than anyone else. I'm talking about wordplay, skillet rapping, had 8 Mile the soundtrack, which is probably the best Eminem. Birth, birth 50. And then Birth 50. That's what was I was Dre's, say, Is responsible for so the other... Dre's most promising disciple. Um, I, I don't disagree okay. with... Kev. Eminem's an that, option. That, that's 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 who ended up being on it, right? But we 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 listed a criteria. Record sales was part of it, consistency, influence, all of that. Um consistency. The first it starts the decade with two incredible albums. Right. And in what, two years, three years? Uh two thousand and two thousand. Two thousand is when Marshall Mathers LP came and out then and then the Eminem show, Eminem show, which were great. And then albums. that same year as Eight Mile, which is Eight nuts. Mile was amazing. Mm-hmm. Right? Then there's Encore. The next eight years is... And then there's uh, Relapse. 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 See, Relapse is such a... I, I hated it, but I know people like Tyler. He hated it. Tyler he loves said that. It. Tyler loves that fucking album. Tyler like, would. So <laughs> so you you have that, right? And then you look look at someone like a T.I., right? Who was never considered to be on the same level as... Not quite the same level of those guys, right? right? Even like first week sales. Like T.I. probably like sold half a million once... But his, his run from 04 to 09 is like, Not you even look at it that. and you're like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, for that. sure. Trap music was a legend, yeah. oh, King Paper Trail? Come on. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Facts. It's crazy. a crazy run. The face of a genre? Jail. Trap jail. music? But, this whole shit up. Yeah, for sure. But he kind of shared that with Jeezy. That's, see, that's he did. Where I was second of all, but still. There's there's an argument, not one that I would agree with. I would not put 50 on the on the Mount Rushmore based off of two projects and a G unit, you know, but but the fact that Eminem spawn 50 and like i don't want to like discount that like weird like mixtape era of eminem where he was fucking going at everyone and it yeah. was the green lantern tapes it was like <laughs> that like 50 eminem like shady 
mixtape era was crazy. He, 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 so so you have to give him more than those two albums, right? Like the mixtape, what he did is he changed the formula, right? You used to go on a DJ Clue tape or whatever, like, and and, and give him a mixtape. Mm-hmm. He made him artist led. Like he yeah. remade records. All right, give me a beat. I'm gonna remake that song and make it my own. Like that changed the whole trajectory of what a mixtape was all about. Because then Dipset came in like right after that started doing that. I mean, that's what Wayne tapes. Like, there's a whole idea of mixtape being your own starter. It's like your own like high school footage tape, right? Except you're like, I might do this after I've dropped a, an album. I might do this before I dropped an album. While I'm dropping an album. I, I hate doing this because uh, you know I want to respect your, your job and what you're doing. So I can <laughs> nah, do your thing. But you know, you were talking. We when we mentioned those three, we mentioned uh, Hove, Wayne, and Kanye, mm-hmm. and what they kind of left the imprint they left on the game that carries them going for, like, the type of thing. What was the thing? What would you say is the thing Eminem, like, left the game or his imprint on the game? I think one of the things you have to give him credit for, right? I think he helped hip-hop go a little bit more mainstream because he had that he had that line on uh, I Am, right? I'm on rotation in rock and roll stations. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. people who didn't listen to hip-hop started listening to Eminem, mm-hmm. and that yeah. probably opened them up to other rappers. Gotcha. So I think you have to give him some credit. I also think, like, for that. to say this, like, the relatability that Eminem had to people who, like, are poor white trash, which is, like, my entire family and how I grew up, is, like, something that, like, people don't understand. Like, this motherfucker was, like, like, if you grew up with no money and you lived in a trailer park and your dad was a meth head, like, Eminem was, like, fuck. Like, there's some, there's, I, I know that's, like, crazy to say because, like. No, I think it's, I think it's valid because I think if people discount how huge of a population like that's yo leave leave new york city leave any of these coastal cities and go just be in america yo that's that's those numbers aren't made up that's america right yeah, i mean he outsold everyone in the decade mm-hmm. not just in hip-hop everyone in all of music damn it, you know I, I never thought about this until now right but um we talked about kanye earlier in like the pink polo mm-hmm. right there used to be a rap uniform yeah. if you're a rapper you look a certain way and kanye comes up and just dresses completely different, right? Now, you can't tell someone's a rapper. I think Eminem's mm. part of that as well because yeah. he opens it up to, like, more than black and brown people, right? Yeah. White kids start thinking they can rap, Indian kids, it doesn't matter anymore. So I think he's the other side of that equation. Those two collectively which, were instrumental in, sha- in changing, like... Which leaves a huge mark on rap music. The funny thing is, as you guys are naming this, I'm thinking about how the era starts with like Hove, which is more traditional to rap, right? He's You can see his disciple of everybody. Yeah, like, yeah. you can chart a direct line from Big Daddy Kane, Rakim, Biggie, all the way to Hove, but then you watch how it splits apart and it's completely different. I mean, the end of the decade, you have Eminem, white rapper sells the most rappers. You have Kanye, reimagines the rap image and the rap sound. Lil Wayne, uh, if anything, anyone walked into the decade thinking Southern rappers couldn't rap, proved you completely wrong, right? So when we start thinking about what this fourth spot could look like, does anyone else have that kind of game-changing effect that Eminem brings, right? But let's let's look at other names, though. Let's so talk T- some other T. names. T.I. is a fair one, because you look at his discography in, in that window, it's fucking crazy. Oh, strong. It's, it's strong. It's, and it's out, but it's also, that plays more into the, like, yeah, I'm dropping albums, and the albums are, like, untouchable. I'm dropping out. Like, he wasn't doing, he's doing some mixtape stuff. He had Pimp Squad click, it didn't really go. But, like... But even, like, you know, Dro came out under him. I, like, before we go hustle, for... Grand that Dro, uh, what is it, Best Thing Smoking? The first album it's a classic. Was crazy. Classic. That's sure. a classic. I'll argue anybody about that. Yeah, that's oh, a great album. Shoulder Lean Weekly. I was playing that last <laughs> week. Um, but, yeah, so it's like when we look at... The main other ones we have here is T.I. 50 Cent. Is there anyone else that could potentially be in Nelly. the running? So, 
But here's the thing. You gotta just say but his it, name. But it, I'm but not it, saying he's but, up there, but, but you gotta at least say. I his love name. how you whisper. But if you, but if you, but if you, <laughs> you say quietly, if yeah. you say Nelly, do you then have to say Ludacris? No, Nelly's a whole nother level of superstar. Is Luda, is Luda not even considered? You could bring him up, but like <laughs> Nelly, you can bring him up. No one's gonna pick it. You, you have, have to bring him up. Think about it though. Yeah. Country Grammar, Nellyville, Sweatsuit, mm-hmm. Saint Lunatics album, Free City. Also, did, did, did Sweatsuit go off like that? Bro, he yeah, had the number grills, one and number two. Was the big single. He had the album. number yeah. one and number two album at the is, same is time. Is he the one who like nailed the double album format? We're not giving him credit. Listen, <laughs> I personally sweat and suit is crazy. I yeah, loved country grammar after that. I mean, you know, Nellyville was cool, but I think he also influenced a lot with me- the melodies he was doing. Oh, so I just like I don't think he's up there, but I just would like to make sure we say his name out loud. Did okay. he influence <laughs> people, or was he doing it right? Because Drake's not the first person to do it. Missy was doing it. Lauren was doing it. Mm-hmm. But but how many people started doing it after him? Even uh fifty acknowledged that that N- Nelly that Nelly influenced his 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 melody shit. He said it, I forget what verse it was. Fifty said it though. I'm trying to think of how many people were doing melody and it being considered like a good song that no one batted an eye at. Before like, Nelly. It was those two and Ja Rule. I was about to say Nelly and Ja. But Nelly was really, I mean, Ja Rule really kind of low-key like started doing that shit after country grammar. Because if country, you think what, what Benny Benny Vici came out in 99? Yeah. Country Grammar was 2000? And, it, and he wasn't singing on Benny Benny Vici like that. No, nah, he was rapping. That yeah. was the Rule 336 shit, which was like 01? Yeah, 01 and then 02. And then he did it again. What was the next album after that? Country Grammar was a fucking, that's a classic. I also album. think it too is. with Nelly, like he was doing the melodic shit while also saying incredibly gangster shit too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> that, like, was that was the thing that people was like, oh, "Okay, I can do that." And then the other thing that was crazy about Nelly is again, we we forget the idea of regionalism. Nelly popped up in a region people weren't checking for globally, right? Or like at least nationally, I'll say. The idea was it's East Coast has a number one spot. Then it's like around this time, I can't remember if the West is really kicking up. It was kind of like there, and then you jump to like Midwest yeah. swang, man. And then all of a sudden, yeah, Nelly pops up, and I remember being like, I have no as a kid, I have no clue where St. Louis is. But damn, no, this yeah, shit right, sounds. Right. This shit sounds amazing. He could think, you know, and it was, Jay Quan and them could think him. You know what I'm saying? And it was like the perfect <laughs> storm too, because like around that time, the St. Louis Rams had this like improbable oh, run yeah, to the Super Bowl. They had Marshall Falk, right? And yeah. They're wearing Warner. the jerseys, and it's all coming together, and so it was just like perfect timing for everybody. He, had, he had some fashion influence, bad or good. You talking the about the, the, was walking the band- around with band- 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 backwards jerseys? Do you remember the fifty fifty jersey he had? He mm-hmm. was half uh, half Ravens. I remember. Half, the, yeah, that shit was hard. It was was hard. Had to join the Super Bowl halftime show, I believe. Nelly did a Super Bowl halftime. Yeah. Before they were like kind of like letting rappers on. Nelly's like a fucking superstar. Like Bro. at the end of the day, like I, I again I wouldn't put him on the fourth spot, but we got it. What year did he have the crossover joint with Tim McGraw? That was uh, over and over. I was on yeah. sweat that was on the sweatsuit shit. Yeah, like, <laughs> <It was laughs> sweat you had that shit in grills? That's forgot about grills. I forgot about Air Force Ones. Now Air Force I ones. always fight the Air Force Ones yeah. track because everyone always says that Nelly made it popular. Here's the thing. He did. And when I say he did, he made it popular to everyone who didn't live where I lived. <laughs> I remember people being like, Your Air Force Ones. I remember I was in like eighth grade and someone tried to pop off the name, tried to call him Jiggas because everyone in the rock wore him. Didn't work. It was Uptowns, called him Forces. But everyone's like, yo, Nelly made him pop. But I forgot. I didn't live in the rest of the world. There wasn't internet. Mm. He did make Air Force Ones pop. They raised the fucking price on us because of Nelly. They raised up $10 because of Nelly and Murphy Lee. <laughs> Shout out to Murphy. So we're saying, with all that accomplishment, we just we just sang Nelly's Nelly's praises right now. I just want to, you know, we're talking about the two. He deserves. It it started out with Kev whispering Nelly, Nelly. And now I'm like, yo, Nelly, man, I'm gonna fuck kind (laughs) of kind of hard, bro. You gotta give us love, man. Got to. So we're we're not looking at Ti as a fourth spot. 
Maybe. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah you have to consider. We talked about yeah. it. Okay. I think. I think if we're gonna look at Ti, you know. Because before I got here, I was like, you have to kind of think about Ti and Jeezy. You know, if you could put them together, right? Uh, but they kind of split each other, like they split the votes in a way. Right. Tip was moving records, not Nelly level or not Eminem. He but had he the was... Chevy endorsement. There, yo, which is crazy. He got a Chevy endorsement. Was driving around in uh, Impala's on on TV, and then and then caught the case. Yeah. yeah, top back, and then they were like, "Turn this shit off." Yeah, like wow. there was a minute where Hove was like, "He's next," right? Like everything he was doing from popping off an American Gangster to he was like a media darling. And then it was like, it just no. Ti was was definitely he was he was him Duncan for sure. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we're looking at a four spot. I feel like we're all kind of circling the drain on Eminem. We think he's a number number four. Yeah, I think you kind of have to. I think you're saying that Carl. Don't I, no, say no, 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 no. Like, I'm just, I, I just. He's the right. Tough. He's the I, right answer, but the easy I, answer. I, I, I keep going back to like, what's more meaningful, right? Do you like a batting average or do you like peaks, right? And I, I think I think it's I think it's. Yeah, you can have either one. You, I think if you have both, amazing. But like, you need to have really high highs if you're gonna have peaks. But I think as a batting average, you still have to have a consistent high. Um, like Nelly, I guess I wasn't tracking him to think about him having as much consistency as you're saying. But he has massive impact. Eminem, massive impact. Fifty and Eminem's careers are a little bit closer in that way. I think Eminem might be more influential as far as scaling hip hop. I don't know where Fifty Cent is in scaling. I think Fifty pushed the gangster image so no one packaged it better than Fifty. I think he managed to find a way to do that, make himself a commercial. I think the fifty darling. buzz is the craziest shit I think I've ever like felt as a as a fan of rap. Fifty music. made us care about first week numbers. We didn't give a fuck about how much yeah. people sold. He had his own first double week before that fucking magazine that dropped like his own one. The the, the day when he you went, his, when you went to the warehouse to buy the first album, you got a fucking double XL with him on it. Like, a fifty edition. Yes. Like, who was a marketer and an artist at the same time before fifty? I know Ho said the marketing plan was me, but like he articulated no, really, it what was, he was, it was doing. It was 50. It was 50. I don't even think it was Kanye so clearly. Kanye's like, he's kind of explained it retrospectively that he was doing these things, but at 50s one, it worked. There was no begging. It just worked. And it was clear what he was doing while he was doing it. And there was a certain mystique with 50 that you knew the shit he was talking about, he meant it. You and believed he, everything he, he said. Yeah. And he lived it. Like, <laughs> yeah. if, if motherfucker gets shot nine times, you're not questioning his raps. That was the craziest way to open up an album, to tell that story. And there was still, there's like urban myths still. It was like, you were hearing things about 50. And like, high school, middle school. Like Before knew, social media. Yeah. Yeah. And it all came true. And I think for me, the other 50 thing I really respected it was that there was a clear lineage between like, Dre, it's fantastic. He finds him and M, damn, they win. M finds 50, damn, they win. It felt like they were like, that Part was of this such dynasty. a that was that that I have uh, in my studio for my podcast. I have uh, old school frame like a eighteen hundreds looking frame, but with the double XL freshman uh, cover with all three of them. Yeah. That double XL cover with yeah. all three of them, the yeah. Dre fifty M cover. That shit's classic. But kind of touching back on M, the thing that get makes it's tough with me, and like of course, considering all the statistics, that's the right choice. Honestly, if we're gonna be one hundred, put Eminem on, that, Eminem on that Mount Rushmore. But what's, what's your real choice? If you play Eminem now. Right? Any of it. I don't know if people are going to be excited to have that come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, we in here with a it bunch of women. where you are, though. I mean, yeah, I agree. I only want to hear Eminem if I'm in, like, 24-hour fitness. Maybe. Or, like, who? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. But, like, lose yourself? Fire. Till I collapse. if you play that in a party, till you I might collapse. lose everybody Till I collapse. Crazy. And how crazy like, is Till I Collapse was, like, not a single, but it's, like, the, his biggest streaming record. Yeah. How fucking nuts is that? Workout song. Workout songs, right? Great workout yeah, I, records. I think I think Eminem show that's my favorite M album. But I I think that like that's I feel you. 
But but M's got shit that like they're gonna play at like fucking absolutely arenas forever. Forever, he does like forever. But it's those other guys that you mentioned. They have certain records that continue to get played and continue to stand the test of time. We went go ahead with tiptoeing around something, right? Part of M's impact is outside of the culture. Yeah, right. And he brings a lot of people to the genre and to the culture. Yes. Everyone else is really at the center of the culture. Every other example that we've named. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I, I still don't think it, it's, it, it, it shifts like the, the, the fourth pick to somebody else. But I think for me, it, it's what makes me hesitate a little bit. I also yeah. wonder, but is there a world where that's, that solidifies the win, right? Is that like, Eminem had so many things. He had everything that shouldn't have worked. He had a right. lot working against him sure. in that era. And it feels weird to say it because you're looking at Eminem's like, oh, you might see him as someone that's privileged, but he's walking into hip-hop where there's no... The, what's the white rapper before him that reached the most prominence? Third Is, Base? Third... Well, Beastie House Boys. of Pain? Beastie Boys? I mean, Beastie Boys, but... And Eminem's different because he's like, there's no... Uh, he packaged himself in a certain way. I'm not going to call that gimmick, but Eminem's like, yo, I'm just going to really fucking rap. And I'm going to rap the... I'm going to out-rap anyone that's rapping right now and it was really crazy at the skill of rap of rapping i mean it's to the point where he's gotten like, bo- he's gotten like bored him, and he's black just, thought it's not debatable it's he's like, up there who's he's really there. at the skill there. of rapping i don't think anyone's better than yeah, him you, you can question it, his rap skills. and i think it says a lot to be like i he's could up do, there i could he's do like, anything t- he's in he's like i'm talking about i mean him hove like i i would i think i just mean like wordplay lyricism i think it's like black thought it's m it's like guys like that where you it's like strip away the hits the I'm talking about l- wordplay. L- l- mm-hmm. let's, let's not act like Hove ain't clever and rapping is No, but I just off. mean in terms of just like some of the rhyme patterns that like mm-hmm. Eminem can hit. Like it's just very like, it's so intricate. It's almost hard to listen to sometimes. Yeah. See, but that's why almost I, too lyrical. That's why I knock people. It's like, don't make it too hard where I can't listen to it. But a guy like Big, his flow was intricate. Crazy. Yeah, that flow was yeah. butter, Crazy. man. It was you know butter. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, to piggyback on M, he brought an authenticity that was so different. And it I would say it opened the door for the likes of like Kanye or even a Drake where you can just say what's on your mind. Cause M was saying shit that I, crazy shit. Crazy yeah. shit. And I just think it opened the door for that type Kill of you, he talks about murdering and raping his mother. Crazy. And people were playing yeah, what he won He won Gra- was that was that Grammy of the Year? Or was that hip hop album of the year? I think it was hip hop album of the year. He won a Grammy though. He also had that like moment with Elton John, which like I remember like being oh, like, "This is crazy." Like he's homophobic, but he's on stage with Elton John doing Stan. Like Eminem has been a part of a lot of shit, man. I mean, even like I'm not gonna say he pushed the music video for it. We're living in a world that's seen like artists like fucking Michael Jackson and beyond. But like he's had he had some of the best videos, like him and Buster. Yo, Ryan. this is not like a rap thing, but also I guess it is leaving some mark on the culture. Eminem invented the phrase Stan. Like I always forget that that's him. No. Yes. But is that is that Eminem, gonna get you on a Mount Rushmore? No, no, no I just had no, to. No, 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 no. So Eminem had a song called "Stan." Mm-hmm. Nas called Jay Z a Stan. Was we that, use it the way Nas, Nas says it. Yeah. But would Nas so, have said that without that? No, record? of course not. So yeah. you got to give them both credit, right? It's that conversation we had behind the scenes yeah. about who coins it and who turns it into something. And even so, yeah, you got to give credit to M because he came up with the song. But the way we use it is in the context that Nas used point. it. You lean on to something interesting, though, is that, like, yo, all the guys who was really the guys was still checking him. Like, they was checking for him. They wasn't like, oh, who's this guy over here? Right. In a way that, I don't know if they were, I'm not going to say Nas wasn't, I can't determine his preferences. I don't know if he was bumping Nelly, but I know he was listening to Eminem. Think about it. 
He has a beat on The Blueprint. Yeah, that's him. He has a beat on Stillmatic. Moment of Clarity. Yeah. Was, no, 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 no. The cross was on Godson. Yeah, yeah. The cross was on Godson. Yeah. But if you think, like, that's crazy. Like, even, I mean, I'm not saying that they were the best records or the best beats, but, like, just to think, like, it's him. He was a producer for hire for a little bit. Like, people was like, oh, let me get this Eminem beat. He had that little run. And he washed Hove on Renegade. Washed uh, is a yeah. strong term. Yeah, I don't know. I got, I got pushed back on the Renegade verse, but I feel you. I mean, but you, you were mentioning, it was somebody was mentioning the fact that, uh, the greats were paying attention to M. Yeah. What's that Hove line? Only people moving units is M, M Pimp, Juice, and us. So Nelly, M, you know, they were paying attention. I think it matters who's checking for you, too, if you're going to have these other guys up there. Like, they can't, like, Hove is definitely, I mean, obviously Kanye. Uh, the Wayne acknowledgement goes back and forth. It's story down to them, like, even him giving him a record, right? There's something to be said about that acknowledgement. M, obviously, has been embraced by those guys or been acknowledged by them. I don't know if 50 definitely has that, but I don't, maybe it also just be his relationship with a lot of these people. Like, I think the biggest tie you see between them um, is his rapport with... Because uh, does 50 have a rapport with Wayne? Not really. We don't see it on record. Nothing no. like that ties them together. Hove... Hove probably shot at him. He shot at everybody. Yeah, and Hove, <laughs> Hove would, like, acknowledge 50, but it was kind of, like, still almost like a throwaway, it felt like, a lot of time. Like, ah, it's 50, well, he's doing know, it he again. He also took a shot at 50, you know. Right, early on. It was competitive, early. though. It was the whole King of New York shit at the time. Yeah, and then Hope was like, well, I'm well, just going to be king the Well, they also did the Rock the Mic together, too, so how... Oh, oh the Reebok damn. commercial? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, That's really. Steve's out working, though. That <laughs> hey, shout out to... Hey, shout out, motherfucker. I, was, out I had G-Unit clothing, for sure. Bro, Everybody Hope, had that tank top. Never, that never had shady, shady LTD. That shit was trash. But I definitely had a couple of G-Unit <laughs> No muscles, but that G-Unit like, tank top. I feel like Mark Echo was just signing. Everybody's like, yo, you want a clothesline? I got you. You got one, you get one, you get one. But, um... And people actually wore the shoes. Yo, I worked in a sneaker store. People were buying them like crazy. Not a lot of people were fucking with the S. Carters. A lot of people were rocking the G Unit sneakers. Units did go crazy. S. Carters did sit. They did. Yep, yeah, the black suburban is about to pull up outside. <laughs> he was he was hove at the beginning. Now yeah, that's yeah, not yeah, Carter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was wearing the S. Carters? The S. Carter mixtape was fire when he did the pump it up freestyle. Crazy, Amazing. bro. But nobody was wearing them shits. I'm trying to think. Um, so then if Eminem we, sold a lot of Jordan jumpsuits too. That's all he fucking wore. I, bro, I, yeah, I was like, was yo, he's, fucking Jordan sweatsuits. Like, how many different? Versions do they it, make? It might have been. I don't know if I just remember a headband combined with the do rag, but I feel oh, like he M had popped it. off the Jordan do rag. If M popped off the Jordan do rag, that'll be a plot twist. That, I, I, is, that, think, is that the four I, spot? Like that's <laughs> yeah. He, that's no, he was, popped <laughs> off the the Jordan sweatband over the do rag. I never saw them separate, so I think they were like installed together. Like That'd they be like, interesting. Yeah. I mean, he does have some of the most expensive Jordans, so maybe he had like some one on one do rags floating around. It's like yo, Jordan, make me a do rag. Jordan's like, okay, all right, yeah, actually, no problem. <laughs> I like that. So, look, we went through four spot. I feel like we're talking Eminem. No one's really talking T.I. much anymore. Nelly somehow, Nelly over T.I.? I would probably, I like T.I. more, but. Mm -hmm. But see, I feel like if you have the T.I. conversation, you have to have a cheesy conversation. I don't. There's a separation between the two. Slight separation, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And we, and it's, I like Jeezy's music more. That's my thing. I like Jeezy's music a bit more. T.I. was more successful. Jeezy had also, more albums. If we walk out of the decade, I think there's a sound way closer to Jeezy out of that decade than there is T.I. And I think, like, if we start talking who's really behind trap music, which I was thinking about just looking at this stuff, and I don't want to start it because it's a different episode. Whole another episode, buddy. But I think there's a lot more sound. That, like, Shardy Red, Drummer Boy, like, a lot of stuff sounds a lot more like that than it does T.I. I think Jeezy has a more lasting effect on the By sound the way, of other music. Kanye had a beat doing my job on trap music. That was fucking oh, yeah. crazy. Oh, God. When he was a Soul Sample King, he was the Such best. Such a great record. Um... This is going to change things up a little bit. Is there a fictional fifth spot? And I'm going to go through some names. Um, any one of these guys that we named before can sit in that spot. I don't know who we picked for fourth. I guess is it Eminem? 
Can we agree on him? He's fourth. I think okay, he's fourth. Okay, he's fourth. So, but now for fifth, I'm going to throw a lot more names in here. So, this is where it gets uh, interesting. And remember, this is like, this is 2000 through the end of 2009. Nas, Snoop, Gucci, Missy Elliott, Jeezy, Cam, Ross. Uh, we talked about Nelly before, Luda, Andre 3000, The Game, Lupe, Doom, Black Thought, or DMX. Shout out I, to Doom. Shout out to Doom, but... I, I gave Ross a lot of thought before I came. Nah, because you got to think Teflon Don was 2010. That's the tough yeah. thing. He's in between two decades, yeah. right? It's like, because Deeper Than Rap comes out 08. Deeper Than Rap, I think, right. is... I'll Great argue record. someone that that might be his best. I like Teflon Don. I like I like Deeper Than Rap better than Teflon Don. Yeah, I same. Like, I like both of them. Same. The only thing is there's a shitty Trey Song song on Teflon Don that just... It's like fucking Braveheart Party for Rick was Ross. It, was it, uh, <laughs> it's like, why was this on Stillmatic? Was it number one? No, it was like number 12 or something. No, I'm saying the song title with Trey Songz. Yeah, it was fucking God Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. When I think about Deeper Than Rap, I didn't know Ross could rap like that. He did something, not the same, but it's similar to what Wayne did. Like, we viewed him a certain way, and then he just pivoted and was like, wait, you can rap your ass off? He's like, you know, I could do this, right? And we were like, nah, we didn't. And then he stuck with that until he decided he was Trap Ross. I think Ross, like, 2010s could get the fifth spot. Just... Because that's the birth of MMG. Is that BMF? That's BMF, right? That's BMF. That's the Albert Anastasia shit. That's, mm. I think, if you're... Rich Forever mixtape. But that's the tough thing. Is like his, Self-made, one, like, two, and that three. tape is <laughs> crazy, right? It's like Stupid. 08 to like 13. So you're like in between two decades. So like, yeah, if that fifth spot was in the 2010s, then you can really make the case. Okay. But So we're going to get rid of... We're, so we're not counting Ross. Yeah, no Ross. Uh, where's Nas fit in in this discussion? Godson, Stillmatic... Bob is dead. Does, does Bob is dead. Does not suffer because disciple. Disciple is what I was Does he suffer because we pair him so closely with Hove that it feels like you choose one and he doesn't he doesn't get a chance to be in a pick? I love Nas. Nas is my personal favorite MC of all time. Mm. Uh, he's up there for me too. My favorite artist is Ye, but Nas to me is like my favorite all time rapper. He's still my he's still my top five. I can't do it though, man. It, okay. I think I think it's because it trails off. Like the, the he he starts the decade strong with you know still Maddie and God's Godson is amazing. Lost tapes. Mm. Oh shit! Lost tapes. Lost tapes. Ooh, lost tapes. And that's remember that's what a swan song looked like back then. We were like, oh, this is it. This is what Nas wants to do. Who knew that he'd have all this second, third life with all shout this? Out hip- to Hit Boy. Yo, shout out to Hit Man. Um, okay, so we're saying no to Nas. We're saying no to Gucci. Where's he said? I think he's more 2010s, right? I also think like his influence is so high, mm-hmm. but like I think 2010s is like really where he was in his fucking bag with the tapes. But I think it's another thing like uh, Pierce was saying where it's kind of like so late. In the era, yeah. and he crosses over. What were you? If you had a Mount Rushmore most, most influential, he's up there. He's up there. Okay, musically, I'm not sure he has enough to be able to justify. I, I think. That. I think if we're looking at just Jeezy in that decade versus him, I think Jeezy edges him out. And sure. he's had great records. I mean, I love a lot of the stuff that he did, um, and he did so much music too that it's kind of hard to focus on. Like I think about just the Will Chamberlain tapes alone were so, but it was just so much music. Um, it's kind of blurry. Okay, Snoop. I'm not. No. I'm not quite sure how Snoop got on this list. That's interesting. Because <laughs> he had fucking had Drop It Like It's Hot. Yeah, exactly. yeah, you're right. You're right. But he was, hey, we, Jenks, we talked about it, right? Like I, The 2001 stuff carried over because it came out so late in 99. Yeah. I think Peak Snoop is the biggest rapper of all time. Yeah, somebody was asking on Twitter yesterday, is he the most famous rapper it's been, in the it's world? He's the most famous rapper in the world. Right. He's the most Peak famous Snoop, in To the me, world. it's either Peak Snoop or Peak 50. If, if we're talking about just well, like one moment, if we're talking about a year, where they're the... But what about Snoop? Pink Wayne? What about nah, I think it's fit, I think I think if you were to look they at they sold a, Wayne sold a million records first week. You know what the crazy, crazy thing though is it's like we're talking about like most famous and like the biggest. Uh, 
my mom knows exactly what Snoop looks like without be, having to be queued up. My she, grandma knows. She still won't know who Lil Wayne is off. She might. She might. But I don't know, man. Snoop is Snoop is massive. But yeah, he's not. Not in that, not in that time frame. I mean, he had hits, but. It was, big, I, th- I, think the, the, I think the self for Snoop in that time frame was like, damn, we can't believe that you've been around this long and then you found you new success. You pivoted with the Neptunes. Yeah. It's fire. Okay. Missy Elliott. Yo. Like, I feel like Missy, beginning of her career is like what? Like 97, around that time. Uh, she starts off in the early 90s, but then finds massive success. Get your freak on. And, I don't know. I still, like, I still like the 90s Missy. Because I think her first two albums like uh, were in the nineties, right? But then her, but her scale her biggest gets shit was so big to the point where people were like, they needed a Missy record. I, I think Get Your Freak On and Work It are both in the two thousands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when she had the Adidas deal. Yeah. And what was the other big song she had? Was it Gossip Folks or was that? Yeah, Gossip Gossip Folks. Folks. That was yeah. A, yeah, that was a dope project. Was that with Luda? That was a Luda. Yeah, Luda, Luda smoked Luda that verse. Taking, Luda was so let's that let's, verse. let's jump to Luda real quick. Does Luda, Luda not? So all these people are not getting the fictional fifth spot right now. So uh, Luda, I feel like if you mention Nelly, you have to put Luda, even though he definitely didn't reach the commercial success of Nelly. I think Luda's impact. You look at it and you look at the track records. Videos were great. Albums were great. What yeah. I want to talk about with Luda that people that everyone goes to Outcast, and I think people are kind of misremembering how it felt. Outcast obviously represented the South, but there was this jump to pop music when they did um, Thankonia. Thankonia was two thousand, and it pushed them into like I mean, yo, sales are humongous. Uh, then they did the double album, humongous. They were massive, but I think by then they didn't do the same lifting that Luda did. And what I mean by the lifting is there was a moment where there was this big consciousness and pressure to get into the south people started being like yo southern music's important maybe because of outcast hey def jam south was def jam south and that was luda 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 was one of the first signees that wasn't under the hove regime because hove spent that time scarface signed him right yeah Yeah, scarface and then after that became hove and it was like shakir stewart and stuff like that and they all picked up everybody that's why they all got hove verses but luda was really important to that that scene and massive records and he was very constant during that for the most part, like, even if he didn't have, like, I think Word of Mouth's probably his best album, mm. but, like, even, like, Red Light District, Chicken and Beer, like, all them joints were crazy. So not, and yo, the videos were crazy. He was, back he for was the first time, it was crazy. The features, man. And it starts literally in 2000. Like, 2000 on, is kind of, Luda's career is almost stapled within that decade. Be all right. Shout out to Trina. That was a great record. Man, great pr- produced by Kanye. Yo. Ah, produced by Kanye. Produced by Kanye. So crazy. I feel like Luda's not, we're not saying no to Luda. He's in the conversation. He's in the conversation. Okay. Uh, Cam? Mm, I wouldn't say I would say no. I would say no. I loved Cam. I love Cam. I love I loved Cam Dipset, too. But I like, think they represent something different. It wasn't regional because I fucking loved Dipset, but like I felt like I still don't understand peak Dipset in New York City because I wasn't there. But if, if you ask somebody who was probably born and raised in New York City and buying those mixtapes, it was probably a different energy, but I don't think it cut through the rest of the country. I'd have, I'd have to show you a picture. You'd have to see like a picture of the way I was dressed. It's the only way you could understand is like you just had to dress. It's an insane way to dress. It's different entry points, right? Because like in the South, people were introduced to Dipset a lot through Jewels, through Wayne. Mm. And then they kind of work backwards. Wow. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's just different ways to go about it. I feel like Dipset were like some of the first New York rappers to like work with guys down South. Yeah, I mean, yo, Dipset, Diplomat Community too has crunk. It's like, they, you can hear they heard crunk well, the music. the first one's got like, Master P. He redid Bad About It. It was like, amazing. By the way, Big Pimpin. Amazing. Don't, I do want to acknowledge that in too short. So Hove is doing it also. Yes. Yeah, Hove is the head of a lot of things. Hove hopped on the high remix with Juvie. Um, Andre 3000. We're talking about, you can include Outkast in this as well. 
right? And then you can think about the breakouts where, like, we're talking about mid-2000s on. Andre's free- hopping on all these remixes, the walk it out. And- <laughs> Throw some Ds. Uh, what say, is it? Uh, no. International Players Anthem, same oh, yeah. decade. Yeah, was that 07? It might not be enough. I just don't it, think it's It's the same enough. conversation. Think about it. Stankonia high- and The Love, the love Below. Below. Artist Storytelling Box. 4 is in this. Stankonia's in this. Uh, yo, Love Below's in this. Uh, Walk It Out remix is in this. Throw some Ds. Throw some, Throw some Ds, Ds is in this. What's crazy, because we talked about that uh, three or four album run. Mm-hmm. By the way, Outkast discography-wise is unmatched. I, I left them out earlier. Uh, but their, their run, but it starts in like 97, 98, and then goes... So it's kind of that weird spot for the, you know, the parameters of what we're picking here. Mm. Cause like, That's fair. But they peaked in the 2000s. If you go three stacks just by himself, you have to make it just by himself, right? Because mm-hmm. I think Big Boy gets lost out of these conversations far does, too yeah. often. You, know? you got to include both of them. Have to, yeah. All right, so, I mean, I'm looking at a couple other names here. I feel like we're not going to say the game. I love game. And the documentary and Devil's Advocate were fucking incredible. Yeah. So we're all going to say no to the Kev is definitely, and the, <laughs> you, you on the next album. <laughs> it's like, I, love, I love the game said, if this was a game show, Dr. Dre would be on the list. If this was a game podcast, we'd all be guests. But we can't put him on the Mount, uh, Mount Rushmore. Um, Doom? I love Doom. Loved, I loved all of the, I mean, but it's just too. It's too I, underground. And I think he represents something really special in that era that actually has so much importance today. Like, I think he becomes this, sort of underground darling that a lot of rap rappers even aspire for that now. And the internet's changed it, but I don't think he's... I love doing, but I think you said it. You have to, to scale to a certain point, right? You can't be too yeah. underground. Yeah, you said yeah. it at the beginning, yeah. I'm telling you guys right now, if we, if we look at our picks and we have our three, our fourth is Eminem. If we're not pushing T.I. or 50 there, if we're looking at these names here, it's, it's oddly looking a lot like ludicrous based off what we're saying. Wow. I couldn't put Luda over... T.I. or 50, though. Or Nelly. I think... <sighs> I couldn't put Luda over Nelly. T.I. I think T.I. would probably be the five spot, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and we're, and we're saying T.I. based on scale as opposed to music just... Also, just consistency throughout the decade. I think, I think it's consistency. His whole discography started, I'm serious, was like, oh, one, right? So, mm-hmm. like, you got to think, like, throughout that whole 10-year run... He was consistently putting out. I mean, the mixtape shit was crazy. Didn't bro go to jail twice and, and come for, out and still drop? Yes. The Jack and for Beats freestyle on uh, P. I forget which fucking tape it was. Down with the King mixtape, whatever. It was. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! And especially when you say so capturing those moments in time, bring them out was everywhere. He also, crazy. He also kind of everywhere. fucking you know ended some career. You know, oh yeah, yeah. A little flip. Let's Yo, yeah. went up against Flip. Who else he did? Wasn't he beefing with Luda in this time? He was, he was. beefing with uh, uh, Luda. They had the uh, Stomp record on the Young Buck he, album. Which, depending on which oh, version wow. of that record you got. Yeah. Yeah. Then, then he go to Shotty Lowe's project and shoot a music video. That was crazy. Ti was the what up? What's happening? Yeah, yeah. that was crazy. Wow. In the challenge, good song. I forgot about, about that. Yeah, that's. That, I need that. He was, he T.I. feels good for the fifth spot. Rest in peace. Yeah, I think the fifth spot tip feels right. So. Let's say, can we walk out of here with uh, can we walk out of here with these picks? We got Jay, Kanye, Wayne, of course. We're saying M is fourth, or uh, not ranked, but M is a fourth pick. Yeah, yeah, it feels right. Okay, it feels <laughs> right. <laughs> I had to triple check with you. <laughs> and then in the fifth spot, it's between Fifty or Ti. You know, listen, the Nelly and Fifty Cent peaks are so big. So it yeah, feels you're right. So dude. weird. Fit, to I mean, them. I kind of like be- like making myself at peace by like including Fifty into the Eminem choice. Okay. Like, when he, like when <laughs> he, he signed Eminem. Like, Eminem signed fifty, so I, I'm kind of like you know at peace, yeah. knowing that he, I'm my personal bias because I think I'd probably put fifty over Ti, but you can. 
I just think that impact. What are we talking about? This guy had was selling. Ti wasn't selling sneakers. Fifty Cent was in the was, club. Is like I mean, it's it's one of those songs that's so played out now that we don't even realize how crazy that record was. But dog, I had a fucking K-Slay mixtape, and my Walkman, it was track thirteen on this K-Slay mixtape, and I listened to that fucking song nonstop every day for like a month before it even came out. If you go to YouTube now, Wait, it has one point five billion views in the club. One point five billion, like yeah, numbers like that. Oh man, now I'm. I, Fucking love Ti, but I don't know, man. I think I think Ti is the right answer, but fifty, I'm, it might be fifty, man. But, but Nelly threw a wrench in everything, and it's like tough to ignore him too. You know? I'm copping out, bro. I can't. <laughs> so we're not, we don't I'm need a, a very so opinionated person. We'll, I can't. I who's can't got pick the best one. album out of all three of those guys? Get Richard Dodd trying. Okay, it's fifty then. There we go. When we look at these faces, right? We're not really picking a fifth spot. It seems like we're all still trying to figure it out. We're thinking maybe it's fifty, but right now we're walking away with Kanye, Wayne, Jay, and M for the two thousands. That yeah. feels super right. That feels good. That feels right, right? What did what did these acts, what did these artists say about that time? Is any of that stuff present today? I think it says a lot that like all four of them are still present and 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 relevant. Now maybe I just said Eminem has had some atrocious music recently. Mm-hmm. But like Music to be Murdered by sold a ton of records mm. and like people enjoyed it. And like the fact that like all four like probably the other three more than M, obviously. But like, like Wayne, Hove, and Kanye, really Kanye for sure. But like Kanye and Wayne to me, but like those guys still have their hands all over, like their fingerprints are still so much all over what is going on right now in hip hop. Yeah. And they're still very, like if Jay-Z dropped an album tomorrow, everyone's listening. They're going to stop what they're doing. Yeah. 100%. With respect to all of the contenders that we named, Mm -hmm. like... Some of them were huge at the time, but don't feel as big now. Yeah. Right? I think that four that we're naming, they all feel like gods still. Still to this day. Right? And I think the ill thing about all four of them is that, like, yo, with, like, gaps in their career, mishaps in record releases, it's still crazy to be like, some people can't survive a bad song. These guys are like, yo, doesn't, I'm, let alone, I, I went that, I went up yeah. that high. I guess you would say the next, the, I mean, the definitive god of the next generation is Drake, right? Mm, definitely. 09 Kendrick Kendrick to 09 forever comes out he's going to Kanye he's going to M he's going to Wayne we obviously know his infatuation with Ho would light up on Thank Me Later so he was obviously chasing those pantheons of wow. greats yep. I think it's obvious in that and he much the same with Kendrick as well because he's worked with all those guys also so the greats of the next generation look at this Mount Rushmore from the early 2000s it's like okay I'm blueprinting my career off of them damn that's a really good pick hey, hey. I think Wayne really took that Pac work ethic, right, and, and and turned it up. You know that we we really spoke about like that window from like 2005 to 2008, where he was just like being prolific, and now it's the standard. Those mm-hmm. guys sleep in the studio; they yeah. have so much music. Like, it's look crazy. at the volume of music and how like people don't take breaks; they just flood us at all times. That really thing. comes from Wayne. Yeah, right. There's and a then, lot more of music and practice that is of Little Wayne. So even guys like I don't write. It's like you should, but like there's guys that like I don't write because they just whatever Wayne did, people wanted to do. So I got it. That's my final question. I before I let you guys go, who's the most important face on this Mount Rushmore? Kanye West. It's not even close. Jay. Uh, it's not Wayne, close. It's Kanye. Kanye. West. M. I think it's Yay. I don't even think it's a discussion. This guy affects our life every day. You're, you're going to go outside, walk down the street, and you're going to see people wearing his fucking clothes. Right I now. feel that. I feel like we kind of underselling Wayne's impact, though. And this is just me being from the South. Mm. Because you can't see a rapper now without losing his name. 
you can't see the way that, like you mentioned, the work ethic. I also feel like Wayne was instrumental in helping bring about streaming because when those mixtapes were dropping and we were trying to go online more, when I was mm -hmm. risking burning down my family desktop computer to, <laughs> oh, yeah. to drop three. Those are the days. <laughs> and deleting every yeah. fucking history I had over there because I downloaded the wrong thing. It was a byproduct of Wayne. You know what I'm saying? And I just think his impact was just so evident that, yeah, Ye's impact is very strong, but Wayne is right there. Yo, you get on LimeWire and your computer would sound like a confection oven. Like oh, brother, it it would on. sound like sound a like muscle car. Taking off. You, guys yeah, ever, yeah. you guys remember downloading songs and then it'd be some other shit? Oh, it'd be porn. You'd be, you'd be like, this is, is crazy. This? Yeah. Or just be like, sound like a telephone dial. Yeah. I was like, oh, get this shit off. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a lot of littles, but there's also people who now use their real name to rap. Facts. Right? There's no more stage names. That's from Kanye West. And Can even the, the multi-hyphenate of I'm going to be a rapper, I'm going to be a designer, I'm going to be a creative. Yeah, I think Kanye made it all right to be yourself more than anyone ever. And I think that like, and I know this might sound like a stretch, but like when Drake first came out, what I appreciated about Drake the most was he, was, he wasn't trying to be anything that he wasn't. Mm. And I feel like that was a direct result of Kanye West making that possible. Completely agree. 1,000%. I'm Completely just surprised agree. no one even, even inched towards Jay-Z as being the most important. I don't, I, I, don't I mean... I, I just think it's I just I don't know man I think it's Kanye by a long shot. I think mm. I think Jay influences too. every other person on the Mount Rushmore, right? Like he influences Wayne. Kanye, Wayne. Does he influence Eminem? Yeah, for sure. Because Eminem sure. talked about him being an they important were peers, rapper. And they, for sure. Yeah, they were peers, and Jay was always able to edge him out. Just success, not sales wise, but like like who I am presence wise. But and he walks into the. He's the only one who walks in, out of a decade into that decade. When you know what was dope way. is that they did that. Um, City to City tour, yeah, where they sold out the stadium, like in Detroit. M headlined crazy. in New York. J headlined. It was nuts. But I, I just think impact, influence, tree. The Jay Z family tree is. But if stupid. you just think of like Kanye and like sonically the things that he made, okay. I mean, dude, I'm not sure we get Drake and we accept Drake without 808s and Heartbreaks coming first, like the way that we did. I'm not sure that, like, we embrace Travis Scott before Yeezus comes out. The Jay-Z family tree is definitely, it It thrives so much more because Kanye's on the family tree because the Kanye tree spreads so wide into so many things. I, I And just, like, fashion, technology, um, I just think that, like... Even Kanye, the, the celebrity of rap. Like, and I know this is crazy, like, but, like, yo, this guy ran for president. <laughs> you know what else? It was a joke. I mean, but he took it serious, right? But, like, he ran <laughs> he for did. president. Yeah. He ran for president. The fuck? People, some people voted for him. I know. I know. I know a few of them. I know a few of them. Shout out to Glasses Malone. He voted for him. The thing about Jay is he was so consistent and so good at, at rapping that, like, if you think about, like, Jay as a dude, he's, like, not really the most interesting guy. It says a lot about Jay that he was so impeccable as an artist. He was just a dude who was had a crazy history in the streets and it, is a real businessman, but it is the best. Yeah. He's the greatest. Like, he's the GOAT. But to me, Kanye, today, we go outside, like, everything. Everything. Every, everything. every day everything. you're, everything. like, everything. interacting with someone who has a piece of his shit on. And he ran for president. And he ran for president. <laughs> Very unsuccessful run. I mean, this dude was having, like, full arenas sold out, like, church choir events. You know what I'm saying? Like, this shit is crazy. Like, the fact that he could get that many people to give a fuck about God when they really didn't, they just wanted to be... <laughs> Listen. They just wanted to see Kanye. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just mean all the people who went to like Staples Center for Sunday service, most of them are 
Like, I saw you last night, bro. You don't care. They're like, yo, you were doing blow last night at the fucking Bootsy Bellow, bro. What are you doing at this yay shit? Hey, and the crazy shit about yay, you could make the case he could still be on the Mount Rushmore in the 2010s based I, on his run. You can. I actually think so. I actually... You could make that case. That's Fantasy the crazy shit. Pablo Yeezus is crazy. Watch yeah. the throne Watch thrown the in there. Throne. Watch the throne. What like, are we talking about? Watch the throne? Wait, was... Did he land when we did when you did the Round Rush for 2010s? Was no, because the idea was you had to come of age uh, in the 2010s. But everyone fair. was talking about Kanye and Wayne. Damn. I do think otherwise you could have it. Kanye yeah. and both of those, uh, you know, Mount Rushmores. No one's going to say shit. No. I also it's feel two like decades. It's a certain point too when you walk into Mount Rushmore at that point, like you almost don't want to burn a spot because Kanye's just so under. It's just understood. It's, it's like him. Kobe with the eight or Kobe with the 24. Yeah, yeah. The grip on the on the youth, like. I, you know, I think the only person we've ever seen come close to that is probably Travis recently. But, and but, but let's see if he has a grip same, on, a on, on a youth like in 10 years. Exactly. Kanye's like for how long? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's crazy, bro. It's, it's nuts. It's like, it's, it's literally, he's like, we've never seen anything like it. He's a one of one. And I'm not sure we'll ever see somebody have that much impact for as long on so many things that aren't music even. And because of music, like it all started there. He just got a trademark for a retail store. Easy Supply is going to be like a retail store. I hope it looks like Home Depot. Like I hope it just is like insane. Yeah, I don't know, man. Well, guys, that's it. Uh, another episode of the. Oh, hold on, I forgot what show we're making. All right, um, <laughs> I was like the the Mount Rushmore show. Um, all right, guys, that's it. Another episode of the Rap Caviar Podcast. I want to thank the guests, of course, Carl Pierce, Bootleg Kev. Tune in next week. Make sure you follow Rap Caviar on all the socials and subscribe for another episode. 